Thanks for popping on your headphones and joining us for an episode of Ballsy History, a podcast about big personalities and little-known stories. Settle in for a tour of the outrageous acts, incredible stories, and outsized characters that shape history. We're your hosts, Elizabeth, Elise, Elliot, and Maureen. We're glad you're tuning in. Today on our show, we'll learn about Mabel Stark, one of the first female animal trainers. She was active for over 60 years and survived 18 maulings during her career. In fact, it's notable that she lived through so many attacks considering the depth of her wounds and the fact that penicillin was not commonly available until the late 1930s. During the 1920s, she moved from circus to circus and husband to husband avoiding the jaws of the big cats and possibly fate itself. But her love for big cats proved to be her ultimate undoing. Mabel Stark had a simple theory about her success with animals. She thought each had their own personality and temperament, and as a trainer, she needed to understand them as individuals. They can be subdued, but never conquered, she said and there was nothing she liked better than matching wits with her calf. She once adopted a cub and saved its life by bottle and then hand-feeding him, developing such a close bond that the animal followed her around like a puppy dog. From circus daredevil to unheralded retiree, her life and the big cats were forever intertwined. Dressed in her trademark white bodysuit, Mabel Stark was a circus star in the early 1900s, and her act featured wrestling with a ferocious tiger. She also worked as a nurse, a hoochie dancer, and married many times, most happily to another performer, so effeminate many believed he was a woman. The New York Times ran a belated obituary of Stark, describing her as, quote, one of the most celebrated animal trainers in a field dominated by men, unquote. Her story is a perfect example of the winds of fate acting in influential ways. She was out for a stroll one evening in Venice, California, when a sound drew her to the Al G. Barn Circus, which was known for its animal acts. Although the site was padlocked for the night, she found an unsecured gate, squeezed through, and found herself facing a caged tiger king who is a transfixing sight in the moonlight. She started in what is called a dress act, high school horses, before beginning work with famous cat man Louis Roth, whom she would eventually marry. He was the first to use food and positive reinforcement to train the animals instead of violence. She disliked working with the horses and longed to be with the cats from the very beginning of her career. Stark worked as Roth's assistant, performing a balloon act, where she rode one of the lions onto a platform and then pressed a pedal to release firework. By 1913, she opened her own act for Barnes Circus, working with 10 tigers in the ring, the largest act in the U.S. at the time. Her act featured big cats leaping through fiery hoops, walking on wires, rolling large balls, and arranging themselves in a pyramid. In 
1916, Stark was severely mauled by a lion while rehearsing for the Pacific Electric exhibit of the National Orange Show in California. Her husband, Lewis, fired blank cartridges from a revolver into the face of the animal amid screams of Mabel and spectators who had gathered to watch. The lion seized Stark's arm in his mouth and rolled over several times. She was rushed to a hospital and treated for a mangled and broken arm. This was her third mauling in as many years, but no matter the number of stitches, she didn't quit. A turning point in her career happened when she adopted a sickly tiger cub abandoned by his mother. She named him Raj, and the bottle and hand fed him to health. Ultimately, he grew to be around 500 pounds. Their act together was highlighted by a wrestling match where, according to Stark's autobiography, Raj would run straight toward me. Up he went on his hind legs, his forefeet around my neck. We turned around once or twice, I threw him on the ground, and we rolled three or four times. I opened his mouth and put my face inside, then jumped to my feet. She began this training by playing with him at the beach and keeping him in her apartment as a pet. From the standpoint of the audiences, this act was thrilling and frightening. Word of mouth snowballed and the press covered Mabel. Now she was in the big time. The Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus hired Stark away from Barnes in 1920. She performed in Madison Square Garden with tigers and a black panther. By the end of their season, one of the six animal acts featured with the circus, Stark's was the greatest success. At one point in her career, she would face 18 big cats in the ring. She married the circus's accountant, Albert Ewing, who was embezzling funds from Ringling. When the crime was uncovered, she divorced him. But in a move Stark believed was punishment for her husband's sins, the circus cut all big cat acts in 1925. Stark was still under contract and was assigned to a hated horse act once again. Her tigers were kept on in the circus's menagerie, supervised by Art Rooney. She fell in love with him and they were married, which surprised other employees because Rooney wore makeup and nail polish, leading them to assume he was not the marrying kind. But this was her one self-described marriage for love, and she and Rooney were happy. But he passed away shortly after they wed. In 1932, I'm No Angel, starring Mae West, was being filmed for Paramount Pictures, and Mabel was hired as a stunt performer, since West's character is a lion tamer and part of the story. During the film, Stark is seen putting her animals through their paces when a fire erupts in the big top. She also coached West in a scene where the actress put her head in the jaws of a big cat. Mabel performed in Europe, returned to the U.S. in 1928 and joined the John Robinson Show, performed with the Cells Floto Circus in 1929, and rejoined Barnes in 1930. All of these circuses were purchased by John Ringling, who owned all of the traveling circuses in America. She stayed until it was absorbed into Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey in 1938. 
Her Hollywood work introduced Stark to Jungle Land, a Thousand Oaks, California facility that housed trained animals for movies. Several animal actors were housed there, including Leo, the MGM lion, Mr. Ed, the talking horse, Bimbo, the elephant, and Geta, the chimpanzee from the Tarzan films, all resided at Jungle Land. Mabel went to work there in 1938, remaining for 30 years. She also found time to take her tiger act on the road to Europe and Japan and marry for the last time. Her fourth, or possibly fifth, husband was menagerie keeper Ed Trees, who died in 1953. Stark appeared occasionally on television in the 1960s. She did a stint as one of the guests with an unusual occupation on What's My Line? a popular Sunday night CBS program and stumped all the panelists. In 1968, Jungle Land was sold to 20th Century Fox, and the company did not get along with Stark and fired her. Soon after she left, one of her tigers escaped, and even though she offered to recapture it, they turned her down and the animal was shot. Stark was angry and hurt about the animal's destruction, and felt that she could have safely secured the tiger if the owners had let her. Several days later, she took an overdose of barbiturates and tied a dry cleaner's bag over her face. Her body was found on April 20th, 1968. In the last pages of her autobiography, Hold That Tiger, Stark wrote, The chute door opens as I crack my whip and shout, Let them come! Out slink the striped cats, snarling and roaring, leaping at each other or at me. It's a matchless thrill, and life without it is not worthwhile to me. Mabel's 5'3", 100-pound body was covered with more than 700 stitches from being bitten, gouged, and clawed by her big cats over her career. But she never blamed the animals. According to her 1938 autobiography, Stark would have preferred to die at the hands of a tiger than by any other means, but it was not to be. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of Ballsy History. If you're enjoying our podcast, we hope that you will like and subscribe. Thanks very much for your support.